Hey everyone, welcome to What Do You Want Me When You Grow Up? I'm Katie, and I'm your host. You know, people are always asking, like, Hey, what do you want me when you grow up? And I'm like, well, I don't know, and I don't know what to say. Because, to tell you the truth, I really don't know what I want to do when I grow up. Well, after listening to my podcast, you guys will know just what to say when people ask you that question. Because in this podcast, we talk to people about their jobs and what they do. You guys might think that you know what people do in their jobs, and then bam, we hit you with some top-secret information about just what people do in their day-to-day job lives. Hopefully, this inside information will help you decide just what you want to be when you grow up. So, what do you want to be when you grow up? What? Welcome to another episode of What Do You Want to Be When You Grow Up? Today's guest on my podcast is Mr. Virgil Smith. He has been a certified public accountant for about 45 years. He graduated from Fresno State University and then joined the Air Force as a food inspector. He later became interested in accounting when his roommate suggested they take an accounting class together. He fell in love with accounting and then moved on to work as an auditor at the California Franchise Tax Board for eight years. Then he came out and started his own CPA firm called Virgil Smith CPA in Davis, California, which is where he continues to work today. I am super pumped to learn more about accounting, so here it goes. Take a listen to my interview with him, and I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Mr. Smith. Thank you for coming on to my podcast. So to start us off, could you tell us about your job and where you work? Yes, I'm a CPA and I've worked at 200 B Street, Davis, California. And my work is primarily concentrating on tax preparation for corporations, partnerships, trusts, as corporations and individuals. What is accounting? Like, I've always wondered if a CPA is different than an accountant. Is a special type of accountant? Accounting is basically, it's complicated, but debits and credits and how you record money that's coming in to your business or your personal. And it's recorded in accounting with uh, assets, liabilities, income, expenses. That's accounting, but it gets very complicated, very complicated. And then what I like to do is prepare income taxes. And so that's the other thing that most CPAs prepare income taxes. And there's audits, which I don't do audits, and things like that that are very complex, very hard to do, lots of peer review, but it's a big part of the job for most CPAs. And you said you're a CPA? Uh-huh. Um, what does that stand for? Certified Public Accountant. Okay. Do you have to go through like special extra training to become a CPA? Yes, it's very intensive. You have to go to college, have a four-year degree. And then you have to pass a very difficult test for the state of California, State Board of Accountancy. Then you have to have continuing education, like 80 hours every two years. Oh, So it's very, very intense. Yeah, that is. <laughs> Did you have to go to a special school? No, nope, I went to Fresno college? State. Mm-hmm. Any college that offers an accounting BS degree would qualify. 
Would you recommend any specific majors for someone going into accounting? Uh, accounting. That's okay. <laughs> got it. Got it. How long have you been an accountant? About 45 years. Wow. That's really good. And how did you know you wanted to become a CPA? You want to hear that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, very complicated. My parents were farm workers, and so I knew nothing about accounting or even preparing taxes. Mm-hmm. Went to Fresno State at Animal Husbandry major, graduated at Animal Husbandry, went to the Air Force. Wow. And I was a food inspector in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. And I had a roommate down at Riverside, California, mm-hmm. whose brother was a CPA, and he said, why don't we take an accounting class? And that's what I did. Mm-hmm. I started taking a accounting 1A and 1B at River City junior college, and I liked it. And after I got out of the military, I went back to Fresno State and got a BS degree in accounting. That's how I got started. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a cool story. So I had no no idea what an accountant was Mm. until I got into the military. That's relieving to hear because I always, you know, think you have to know what you want to be right from the start. But I think it's cool you kind of went different places Mm -hmm. and tried different things. And could you describe... For us, what a typical work day looks for you? Well, it's really changed because of COVID. We used to see, on a, during tax season, I'd be seeing clients from about 9 in the morning until 4 in the afternoon. And, you know, there'd be breaks and things like that. But for the last two and a half years, we haven't had any meetings to speak of with clients. Mm. So typically now clients drop their information off, but we're starting to now see more clients, you know, face-to-face. But typically, most of the clients will come in, drop their information off. Or we, and then so my typical day starts off with reviewing what is – I use a queue system to try and prioritize my work. <laughs> and then using that system, I grab a folder or file to start preparing a tax return or maybe doing some accounting for people. And from there, I make phone calls during the day, email people, and start preparing the tax return. And that's – Typically a day. What would you say is your favorite thing about your job? I think the thing I really like is the good rapport I have with my clients. Mm. They all seem to really like me. <laughs> Get lots of compliments. That's good. That's good. <laughs> and I think just helping people prepare their taxes is really complicated for many people. It's a necessary thing we all have to, most people have to do is file yes. taxes. Yeah. And so being, being able to take their financial information and put together the tax format and then come up with the legitimate deductions that they're entitled to, to lower their taxes as much as possible, and and just make them happy that way. That, that's that's good. That's what that's I like to do. That's definitely good, yeah. I feel like for even for me, I like, I'm still confused like what a bunch of these like taxes and like deduction rates are. And so for a lot of people, I think you really relieve them of that. So like sometimes oh, yeah. they're like oh, overwhelmed yeah. with like yeah. so many like that's right. different things. That's yeah. Right. But are tax laws complicated? Like, are they always changing? Do you find yeah. it hard to keep it It changes every year almost. Mm-hmm. It's very complicated. It's From the time I started in the 70s to now, the tax code has just been upside down. It's just <laughs> really, yeah. So you, that's why we have the continuing education, because it's just always changing. And there'll be a new law change, and you really wonder, who thought this up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you have to learn it. Uh-huh. And keep learning how to prepare returns and the new law and apply it. So it's complicated. 
Do you have to take annual tests to like renew your knowledge or anything? No, like just that? the uh, continuing education. Mm-hmm. In the in most of the classes we go, I go to. They're live now. They're starting to be more on Zoom. Uh-huh. But you just have a speaker that's talking about subjects, and you follow them through a very long, typically a, a binder that's probably an inch thick, <gasps> covering the new t- topics of the law, refreshing on old topics that are complicated or need some changes due to law changes or tax court changes. Mm-hmm. So it, you're constantly being updated on things that are happening in the tax law. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I didn't know it was like an actual class, like no. there's a teacher. Well, not now. You know, we've had all the classwork, but, you know, you're reading all the time. Like every week I get tax information from a couple research companies I uh, subscribe to. So I'm always reading that. That's good, yeah. Just to stay up to date. And then the the classes kind of like reinforce what the law is. They give examples. It's just a real learning process, how to apply it. So you're just constantly learning how to apply new things. And old things, sometimes you haven't done something in a while, so you have to go back and review that or Mm -hmm. research it. Yeah. So you're always doing something to research it or refresh your memory on how to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have a particular busy season? Oh, yeah, tax. Tax season. About February to April 15th. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What is tax season? Well, that's when the tax returns are due. For the prior year, so like this year was for the tax year 2021, and so the tax season starts in January, but they don't. Most people can't start that early because they don't have their W-2s or the 1099s for their dividend income, or the expenses for their mortgage interest on their home. So usually taxes, we don't start preparing taxes until about the first of February, and get really busy by the end of February. Mm-hmm. And after after that, you know, I'm working typically in the middle of February, probably from eight or nine o'clock in the morning to eleven at night. Oh, that's so long. Yeah. How do you deal with those like busy days? You just schedule your time well. You you schedule your appointments if you have appointments, and you just you know schedule your like I do said I have a queuing process, so I try not to get behind on people that have been there for a long time. I try to avoid having people complaining that yeah. it's taken a long time. So yeah. I I stay on top of things mm-hmm. by just having a good work ethic and working every day and just making sure everything gets done as, on, in a reasonable, fast manner. Mm-hmm. That's a good system, mm-hmm. yeah. So you own your own accounting firm? Yes. I so have. tell me about that. What is it like owning your own business? I worked for the Franchise Tax Board for eight years for the state, mm-hmm. which is an auditing agency just like the IRS. And that was nice, but the difference is that with your own practice, you really have that feeling of meeting people, caring about people, really getting to know people, your clients. And that is really, I think, the the big advantage to having your own practice. You just really get to know people. And it's one reason I have a hard time retiring. I don't want to retire. I just (laughs) really enjoy my clients. Mm -hmm. It's more personal when it's like your own business. It's very personal. How did you think of wanting to start your own business? When I was at the Franchise Tax Board, there were people leaving and starting their own businesses. And when I was auditing, I'd go and meet CPAs in the private field, private practice, because I'd be auditing their clients. And it just seemed like what I wanted to do, just to be my own boss, mm-hmm. not having somebody kind of 
tell me what to do yeah, and, for sure. and hope for a promotion. Mm-hmm. And um, within you know the politics that go on in a big organization, and this way I didn't have to do that. How would you say your work differs from being at a big organization to your your own business? I think the difference is just that I, I really am my own boss and I don't have to really, I mean, I answer to my clients, but I don't answer to an individual. Whereas if you're with like when I was in the military or the state, you're always answering to somebody mm-hmm. and hoping that you get promoted. And mm-hmm. in my being my own boss, I get promoted by being doing a good job mm-hmm. and having a good reputation. And so that means a lot to me. Do you do the same stuff, whether it's at the company you worked at or right now? Because you mentioned you did auditing at your old company. Yeah, but- I was a well, that was the state of California. You, uh, I did state, I did auditing of income tax returns. Okay. So we audit taxpayers and make sure their tax returns were prepared accurately. Mm-hmm. And of course, hope to, we want to make money for the state, so we'd always look for mistakes mm-hmm. or changes. So that was what it was like for the state. Okay. For your own practice, of course, you're trying to prepare the returns so that the client makes sure everything is reported and also deductions are entitled to, but you're trying to do things for them. Oh, more client-based. Yeah, that's yeah. right. What advice would you give someone who's interested in becoming a CPA? That's hard because it is a difficult profession. You'd have to take an accounting class to see if you even like it, and then You've got to be really social. You've got to get along with people. You've got to be likable. You've got to be caring for people. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, is between liking what you're doing, and it is difficult, being able to stay organized, continuing education, but just get along with people. And that's very important. I've always had that, been lucky to do that. Do you have to know a lot of math for accounting? It's funny. I've had calculus. And don't ask me anything about calculus <laughs> now. I, I don't even know. Remember algebra, mm-hmm. but you do have to do lots of math and just easy math: adding, subtracting, especially allocating numbers. You know, like prorating numbers and things like that. But really hard math. No, you don't. Okay. I think that is all the questions I have for you okay. today. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, guys, that's it. I'm Katie, your host, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode of What Do You Want Me When You Grow Up? Hopefully you guys learned a lot, and if you want to learn more about the person I interviewed today, check the show notes for a link. Well guys, I'll see you next time. Katie out.